I want to get into today's message. Um, I, I've told you a couple of weeks ago that I wanted to start talking, uh, that I would preach this morning on gender identity. Now, if you do have smaller children, like small children here, you probably want to take those, those children out. Uh, but I don't see anybody that small in here. Uh, you teenagers are good. Uh, even junior high people are good. Um, but I want to talk to us about a topic that, um, that I don't hear much from a pulpit. And you know, it's, you know me, um, because I love you, um, I, I'm not really into popularity, but I want to teach you the truth. I want to teach you what God's Word says about certain subjects. And because everybody's doing it doesn't make it right. Because everybody believes in it or participates or thinks it's okay still doesn't make it right. We have to line up what we believe with the Word of God. Amen. Not an opinion. So I won't preach an opinion to you today. Uh, I'm going to only preach the Word of God. And I will give you some stuff that I have researched on the Internet. And then I'll give you scriptures to back up what we talk about. Therefore, it becomes not my opinion, but the Word of God. Amen? So I want to talk to you about gender identity, and my title would be Gender Identity. There's only two. Now, look, you can amen me, oh, me, me. Either way, we're going to be here a long time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but there's only two. Society, the media, the government are all pushing a radical agenda of sexual orientation, gender identity, and the LGBTQ plus movement upon you and your children. It is, it is a movement. It is a push. And um, I, look, I am very, very, very familiar with uh, this stuff. I've had um, uh, homosexuality in my family. Um, so I, I understand what I'm talking about. I don't mean to come across as, uh, as rough or as angry. I'm, I'm angry at the sin. I'm angry that Satan has perverted what God made to be beautiful in the aspect of, of sex and gender, okay? And I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I'm passionately mad that we as Americans, Christian-believing uh, country, have allowed our country to go so far. And, and so just to help you out and make you feel comfortable and feel apart, it's because the church was silent so long. Amen. It's because mothers and fathers were silent so long and didn't speak up at school board meetings and, and the such. Amen. So I understand a little bit about schools and the system. I was a school board president for a couple of years. I served on the board there for three, about three years, so I do understand completely about how the school board system works. So it's not that I'm speaking from something I'm not experienced in. So I do understand. So I want to start out with this. Um, the Washington Post on June the 30th of 2021, uh, this is from an article that I just uh, got part of it. <clears throat> Since the State Department said on Wednesday it was introducing a new rule that would enable Americans to select their gender on, the, on their passport without presenting supporting medical documentation. The change will more easily enable transgender Americans to have passports that match their gender identity. In other words, how they identify themselves. So if you want to be a boy today and you're actually a, a girl then, uh, or a woman in this state, you can say, well, I'm identifying this one. I want to travel out of, 
out of state or out of the country. Do we see how easily that is to allow criminals and other people into our country by changing just a just checked in a different box? When they get here, we're looking for someone totally different. We may be looking for a male, and you've identified, so we're going through passports. Well, that's female. You see how it just sounds so crazy, doesn't it? I can't even believe that we're having to preach this in the pulpit. But we are. Let me continue. Um, it will, uh, let me start with that sentence. The change will, be, will more easily enable transgender Americans to have passports that match their gender identity. And the State Department described it as a step toward promoting equal rights for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people around the world. I love these people. I hate their sin. These people are to be loved. Christ loved people. We're to be Christ-like. We're to love them. We're to love them where they are. We are not to expect them to stay in their sin. If someone comes into this church, no matter their sin, they're, they're welcome to come. We, we, we want you to come the way you are. But shame on us if they can sit in our church houses for six, seven months a year and never be convicted and never change through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then there's something wrong within the church house. So I want to encourage us today to love people where they are. Love the homosexual, the lesbian, the gay, the sinner, the drug addict, whatever it might be, the alcoholic. Love them where they are, but challenge them to change through the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's going to come. Their change will come that way. The State Department also said it was taking steps to add new gender marker for persons who don't identify as either male or female, but as non-binary, intersex, and gender non-conforming. It said the process for doing so was complex. You think? Yeah, it's complex because you're trying to make up something, make up a lie, and get people to buy into it that is not truth. Yes, it's going to be complex. So if it's complex to put it on a piece of paper, just think about how it's messing with your kids and our, and our, our culture's heads right now. No doubt, if I was to ask any of you in this room that are, that are grandparents, us grandparents, you know, we're, we're, we're old-fashioned. Uh, But if we were to ask any of our grandchildren that, that are in, those that are in school or in, age of, uh, in the age of school, what do they think about homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, being gay, all, all of the above, transgender? If you were to ask your grandchildren that, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you haven't, you will be surprised at your answers because you think because you have went to church and, and somewhere you took your little baby to church and you even took your kids to church and they go occasionally or maybe they go all the time, you will be surprised at 90% of the answers that you get from your grandchildren about what their position is on the LGBTQ movement. You will be surprised at the answers you get on, uh, based on sin and sin alone, any sin, of what your grandchildren think about it. This is tough. I don't want to preach this more than you want to hear it. But it's time that the church says, look what? Guess what? We've got, uh, I'll bet there's 30, 40, 50 kids this morning, roughly. Uh, usually about what we have is somewhere in, <clears throat> on Sunday morning. I bet they're up there right now. We have an opportunity. They're put in front of our teachers 
they're put in front of the, the people that we have chosen to teach kids today. We have an opportunity to, to steer them in a different direction. But if we allow the school system, if we allow the media and the world to train and teach our kids, then don't be shocked, don't be surprised in a few years that if they come to you and say, hey, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, whatever, I, I, I'm, I'm bisexual, I'm transgender, I'm a homosexual, I'm gay, whatever it is. I don't want to be a boy anymore, I want to be a girl. How would you handle that? How would, you, how would you deal with that? Most of us, the first thing would be rage. I can't believe this. What happened to you? Why are you thinking this way? Who told you that? Boy, we might ask some questions like, what did I teach you first? What did you get from me? See, if we instill these principles and values in our children first, then the world has to come and undo what we've already established. See, the church is excellent at kicking the can down the road on children, saying, well, they're just kids. Let's just have a good babysitting program. Let's just keep kicking that can down the road. You know, church is supposed to be fun. Church is, church is supposed to be exciting. We're supposed to, you, Pastor, you don't have anything for our kids because it's not fun. They don't want to come because it's not fun. Well, school's not fun for them either, but you make them go. You help them with their school, their studies, don't you? So what's the difference? But now we're faced with this huge problem, far greater than an education. Well, we got a lifestyle going on now. What are we going to do? It's a challenge, and we'll face it in this church if we don't do something. You'll face it in your home. Maybe you've already faced it in your home. Pastor, I really wanted to feel pretty good today about... Would you have a feel-good message? Well, it's a feel-good message. If you do it right, you'll feel good about how you've raised your kids and your grandkids. Amen? Let me move on. Um, the, the, the media, as I said, the media, the government, so a private business are after your kids. They're after your kids. And they're not waiting like the church does. Well, let's wait till they get seven before we start teaching them anything about God. Let's teach them that Mary and Joseph when they're babies and maybe Jonah and, and David and Goliath. But, you know, let's just have a good time. The world, the media is not waiting. You know when they want to get your kids? Anybody want to just take a guess? Lower than that. Before five, for sure. Anybody else? Birth. Right when they come out. You know what? You're, you, you, they, they're trying now with different bills and stuff to say that we don't want you to put a, a, a mark of, of gender box on the birth certificate right now. We want you to, to wait and see if this child develops into something that they're not biologically so that we can check that box later. Y'all, Pastor, you, you kidding me. Go look it up. You can find all this stuff just like I find it. So they're, they're starting early. So, But in reality, what they're doing right now is they're getting your children at breakfast. Can I have those two pictures? The first one. Now, this is from Kellogg's. Now, this is a new box 
that comes out. It says, boxes are not for gender, style, interest, or love. Boxes are for serial, not people. Now, look at the bottom. Support LGBTQ pride. Now, you, you're very familiar with all the Tony, Tony the Tiger and all those other characters on there. Now, show the other uh, picture. This one here says, too amazing to put into a box. You get to choose, see, your own pronoun that you want to be called. It's he, him, she, her, they, them, and add your own. This is on your cereal boxes if you're not careful. Now, I went uh, yesterday to Kroger to see if I could find a box. They didn't have that box there because I was going to give you an illustration, so I went online and found the picture. Now, they're around. This box is being sold. They started selling this box. Uh, let's see if I have that date. Um, I do not have it. It's just been within the last couple of months. I want to say May, but don't quote me on that, of this year. Well, you're the, how many of you grew up? Now, some of you young ones may not do this because you have your iPads and iPhones. But how many of you uh, adults grew up reading a cereal box eating cereal? It was so exciting, young people at our house, that we would read the ingredients, pronounce words that we didn't even know how to say. We made up words. You know, there's one on there that had about 25 letters in it. I said, that cannot be a word. There's nobody that smart or that dumb to come up with that word. But yet we would read the, I mean, we would read everything on there. And I remember when they came out with the games, you know, where, yeah, especially the, where you could draw the line and, and go through the maze. I love those. Be so mad if you didn't get the box when mom brought it home. I mean, you wouldn't even eat cereal. It was in the afternoon. You wanted to hurry up and do the maze with your pencil so that you'd be the first one. Because if somebody's already done the maze, it's not that fun. But we were, we would do that, right? What do you think, why do you think that they're putting it on a box right now? Kids are going to read it. Gets in your head, flipping the box around, sitting in, just, what is this? You say, Pastor, you are losing it. Probably so. But I'm going to tell you how I'm losing it so that you'll be aware because you're going to find out one of these, I'm right. This is not an opinion. This, this, look, you can, you can go to the grocery store. And, well, you can't go to Kroger and find out. I didn't go to Walmart. You know me and Walmart. But, but I didn't go there. They may have it. I hadn't been over here. But it's in the stores. It's in front of your children right? where they're going to indoctrinate. You can choose your own pronoun. Your kids will be able to choose. And if you do not get in front of them with the gospel of Jesus Christ and teach them that there is only two genders, I'm here to tell you that you're going to have problems with your children later on. And it won't be too long down the road. And guess what? Then the government, the judicial system will be on their side and you'll lose. I thought it was the craziest thing. 20 years ago, I heard of, uh, a child going to divorce their parent. What? You, you remember, uh, this is before cell phones. They, they, I, I remember this happening when we were in school. They gave you a little, uh, a little uh, class where, you know, if you were being abused, you could call this number. And you need, they need that. When the children are being abused, they need a number they can call because there are, there are lots of that happening. But I never had enough gumption 
to pull that move on my father. <laughs> to say, I'm going to call a hotline. Because I, you know, y'all hear me talk about my father very quiet. But my father, and some of you don't know what this is, but you, we had a rotary dial. I can see him going to the wall and start dialing the number and handing me the phone saying, here they on the line now, go ahead and tell them. Because when they got to the house, all they would, he would say, you're just going to need to send the corner. Because they're going to be dead when you get here. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was that kind of guy. Nowadays, again, that's, that's, that's what's happening today. It's happening today. Let me, um, so you, you, you see that they're starting when they're sitting at the table eating cereal. And you know what? That's just not for breakfast. Lexi comes a lot to our house. Can I have some cereal? She likes Captain Crunch. During the day. Amen. Captain Crunch. It's an amen moment, huh? Captain Crunch. How many times do you, you kids, I mean, if I went through diaper bags today, you'd see kids got, you, Mama, you got cereal up there. You, do you have cereal in your bag? Some kind of cereal? Yeah. Everybody, I love cereal. Sugar pops, glory to God. I mean, that's like legal cocaine. Man, it's good stuff. I mean, you eat, look, eat you a couple of bowls of that, man, you're bouncing off the walls, man. You don't sleep for a week. Love them. All this stuff, and they're able to get these. That's why, look, kids, they know what mamas and daddies feed their kids. And they're pushing this agenda right in front of them, right across, right out of your cupboard, right across your table, Mr. and Miss Christian. Pastor, you mean we can't buy catalogs anymore? I don't care what you buy. I'm telling you, you shouldn't buy that and put it in front of your kids. Okay, hallelujah. Um. Man, this is, going, this is good. I'm going to say one thing, then we're going to watch a short video. How many of you love Disney? Everybody's been to Disney where you love Disney characters. Come on now. Y'all quit trying to be so holy and so. Y'all been to Disney. you like, oh, man, it's so wonderful. I grew up watching the Mickey Mouse Club. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Mickey Mouse. See, y'all, y'all see, y'all get, back then it was like so good. It's like the Mickey Mouse Club. Couldn't wait to get home and watch the Mickey Mouse Club. And now it's like Disney's got everything. I mean, they got animation. They got cartoons. You know, when we watched cartoons, now it's growing up, it was Saturday morning. Tom and Jerry. Scooby-Doo. Bugs Bunny. Yosemite Sam. All of those. Man, I love those. Tom and Jerry still comes on, by the way, the good ones. Me and Lexi Lou, we watch Tom and Jerry. Makes me happy. She's watching something like it. There's something actually that I watch that she can watch now. Amen? And so Disney is, uh, look, they've been wonderful in a lot of areas, and I'm not saying everything, but, you know, I, I just Googled this, and you can do this, and I won't go through every list, but I, I Googled how many movies depicts homosexuality in Disney movies. It's just listed. You, you, and there's multiple sites. So you can go and just look it up, okay? Multiple sites. There's the top 15 started in 93 with The Lion King, and there's allegories in there that depicts 
homosexuality and to the latest craze is Elsa. I know that just popped some of y'all's bubbles with your kids. Elsa. Our daughters watch the granddaughters. Elsa. Elsa. The little character, you know, Elsa. Let it go. Let it go. That's why we have a different worship leader right there. Okay? Y'all get that in a minute. It'll come across you in a minute. That's an allegory. See, she's supposed to have special powers. But it's an allegory of saying they found you out. You're really hiding this gay lifestyle, this being a lesbian, and, and it's they found you out, and they, now they're saying, just let it go. Let it out. Everybody knows. Let it go. It's an allegory. In other words, it's a sublineal message to your children. Are you serious, Pastor? You mean you studied this up to find it? Yes, I did. Because your kids are that important to me. Every child that comes here is that important to me. And I might, you say, well, Pastor, what if you're wrong? We had missed a thing then. We had missed a thing. You gave me an hour of your life on Sunday morning, big whoop. But I'm not wrong. It's happening. The Bible warns us of this stuff. You think that the, the world's not after your children? Well, Pastor, we live in southeast Arkansas. We just down here by ourselves. We just so lovely. Everybody loves our school system so good. We teach Jesus and all that. Baloney, you can blow that up somebody else's skirt. If they're in a public school system, it's getting filtered in there because your local teacher does not get to make those decisions. School boards and superintendents do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor, for being truthful with us. Now I want to show you this next video, if y'all be pulling that up. Watch this. Now look, I'm going to tell you something about this. This is a the gay men's choir of San Francisco. And I'm going to, if you're wondering about the message for the LGBTQ movement, now we're not going to play the whole thing. It's four minutes. You can go look it up like I did. Just type in gay choir of San Francisco and boom. But he's fixing, these two people are fixing to tell you their agenda. Are you ready? Okay, go ahead.
Wow. That song's four minutes long, and it just keeps on saying that kind of stuff. What Do you all remember what was the course? We'll convert your children. Now, if you're kind of wondering if they're just nice people over here, they are, could be very loving people, but they are driven by a demonic spirit, a demonic spirit, spirit of illicit sex, homosexuality, lesbianism, gayism, transgenderism, and all these other isms that go along with it, okay? This is, this is happening now. This is on the Internet. If I can pull that up, your kids can pull it up because y'all know I'm kind of computer illiterate. You can just go on YouTube and type it right in. It comes right up. See, they're, they're, they're hiding. They want to hide behind this message of uh, we got to be intolerant. You've got to be tolerant of us. No, we, let, me, um, let, me, let me explain to you something. As a Christian, we cannot tolerate sin at any level. Let me say it again because I didn't, don't know if everybody's on it. As a Christian, you cannot tolerate sin at any level because sin will take one step, one bite, a crack in the door, and then they say, you know, he's got his foot in the door. Then they say, you know, the door's open. And the next thing you know, guess what? You're okay with sin happening in your house. You're okay with sin happening in your kid's bedroom. You're okay with the devices that you pay for, big money for now. You're okay with sin coming right across these things because you say, well, I want my kids to fit in. I don't want to put blockers on them. I trust them. Well, you trust them when they get out, when they move out on their own. But as a kid, you, they, and your child may be awesome. They may be awesome. But that don't mean that their friends are awesome. They're bringing stuff over. Come on. It's time that the church says, wait a minute, we're going we're to stand up. It shouldn't be a problem for us to get teachers, what any teacher, for our children. After watching this little video, this last little video, we should sign up and say, my God, I want to do whatever I can to keep this from happening to our kids at our church. The problem is we're using so many of these same tools to babysit our kids at home. I feel the love from y'all. This is real stuff. This is not make-believe. This is not some fairy tale that's going to happen, that may happen in the future. It's happening right now. Right now. And we wonder why we got a society of children that don't know if they're coming, going, or done when. Well, we got athletes that are saying, you know what, I'm just not good enough as a male. I think I'll change my gender and go over here and beat all the, the females. Well, duh. You're still a loser. Come on. I mean, if, if that's the case, if you got to lower the standards so you can win, you, you didn't win. I don't mean that bad. I don't mean that, that they're losers in the sense of their people are losers. I'm just saying you're still, you're still lost. You didn't, you didn't gain anything. We're in a society, church. We got to get real about this stuff, and we need to talk about it in the church house. For so many years, I have seen in, in, in the church house where people wanted to push away those tough issues where there was 
uh, teenage pregnancy. Oh, let's push that away. Let's, let's just don't talk about that church. I mean, we're a holy place, and oh, we can't talk about that. Do you think God, God didn't know? You had it from God somewhere over in the corner? God, it doesn't happen in our church. Just because you're not talking about it and you're not bringing it to the front doesn't mean it's not happening. Whew. Satan is not after you because you possess something so great. He only uses you as a pawn in order to break God's heart. And do you know what breaks God's heart? Sin. And homosexuality, lesbianism, and all these other isms are sin. Now we're going to get into some scripture so that you know it's not my opinion. There are only two genders in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 and 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. How many? Two. He created them. Verse 28, then God blessed them, them being who? Male and female. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Why did God do it this way? Because man and woman are a perfect fit. Sexually, they're a perfect fit. Amen? You cannot get offspring and multiply from a homosexual or gay or lesbian people. It can't happen. The mechanics, the plumbing is all wrong. It don't work. Doesn't fit. Why? Because God created two to fit perfectly together. We've been laying a lot of poly pipe lately and hard pipe and different things. And we were out on the farm, my son and I, and we were just working our little hind ends off. And it was hot. And, boy, we were doing it. And we get down to the last little bit. And we had a piece that was supposed to fit. Didn't fit. It looked like it would fit, but it didn't fit. I went from one piece of pipe, same 8-inch pipe, PIP, which is a thicker pipe, into another pipe, and it wouldn't fit. I told my son, I said, son, well, did you get the wrong thing? Dad, they told me it fit. I said, well, it don't fit. So I get the guy on the phone. Hey, buddy, it don't fit. Oh, no, that won't fit. Well, genius, we know that. We're sitting here with it. We know it won't fit. You know why it didn't fit? Wasn't made to fit. Wasn't created to fit in that spot. You get the message. Do I need to go any deeper with that? Okay. Just wanted to check. You got it. Amen. It don't work. Genesis chapter 5, staying with the two genders, only two genders. Genesis 5, 1 and 2. This is the book of genealogy of Adam. And in the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day that they were created. Male and female. That's it, folks. There is not, you go look it up. I was going to look up and tell you how many genders that they say is out there. It's impossible to find a site that will give you one. I mean, you can find this. says there's 14. This is 63. One says there's an infinite number. Whatever your mind decides, that's, that's the number. Thinking, well, you are really whacked. Those people need to be in some kind of padded room somewhere. Come on now. Or at least delivered from demons. 
It's everywhere. Here's another one. If some of you are hung up on the New Testament, Matthew 19, 4, 5, and 6. And he answered then and said to them, Have you not read that he who made, he made them at the beginning made them male and female? And he said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife. It's not Adam and Steve. And the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, God, what God has joined together, let no man separate. That is, that is used a lot in marriage ceremonies. But I'm here to tell you, we need to start teaching this to our kids way before they get married. That when you, you, should, you should date people in mind that you're going to marry, and you should date the opposite sex. Come on. And, and, and because you're to be married to the opposite sex and become one flesh. You cannot become one flesh if you're the same thing. I thought you'd shout me down like this. I had played it out in my mind. There are going to be a lot of yoo-hoos and yahoos today. Yep. Sadly, so many parents are offering their children as sacrifices on the altar of tolerance and political correctness just to fit in. I see it every day. But I want little Johnny to fit in. I want little Susie to be popular. Well, I'm here to tell you, being a, when I was raised, being a, a good girl or a good guy and getting homecoming queen or homecoming king, you can't be a good guy and just get that or good girl and get that anymore. Now you've got to fall into this uh, bisexual, transgender kind of thing. Love everybody. Don't, don't, don't hate on anybody. Don't tell anybody that they're wrong, that they're going to go to hell if they keep sinning like this. Oh, let's don't do that. That's wrong. So you're not going to be accepted. And I don't want my little ones to not be accepted at school. Well, let me just throw something at you. Would you rather, be, would you rather them be accepted at school or accepted in front of Jesus Christ? Absolutely, it's the latter of the two, if you were wondering. That's what we're after. I, I, look, I, again, I wanted my children to be popular in school if they could be popular being the way I taught them to believe in what the Word of God said. Beyond that, I don't care if you're popular or not. See, we, we, we don't like that. We, we don't like, well, I, want my, I, want, I want little Johnny to sit over here. I want all the cool kids to come sit with Johnny at the lunch table. See, you're worried about the wrong thing. You need to be aware where Johnny knows Jesus Christ is a personal Savior as a, as a young child. That's what you need to worry about. And guess what? I can tell you this. When, you get, when they get right with Jesus Christ, people will come to them with their problems. And they'll be popular in the areas that they need to be popular in, that God wanted them to be popular in. Not because they're good at a baseball or they look good or they're some kind of athletic jock or whatever it is or some beauty queen or head cheerleader. Mm, mm, mm. So what does the Bible say about drag queens, transgender or cross-dressing? Did you know the Bible addresses that? Watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 5. Hang on now. A woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man, nor shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all who do so are an abomination to the Lord. Ooh. I can assure you, I have never, 
ever tried on one of my wife's dresses. <laughs> Nor her undergarments. In 31 years, I've never seen her walk around in mine. That's just wrong. You won't take the excitement out of marriage, walk in and see that. I just can imagine. <laughs> what? Come on now. This is funny, but it's real. How do you know it's real, Pastor? Because the Bible addressed it. It addressed it 2,500 years ago or more. Old Testament. Woo! Drag queens that are reading story hour to your children at the local libraries is an abomination to God. Did you hear what I said? It's a, you know what abom abomination means? A detestable thing in God's sight. That's what abomination means. A detestable. Have you ever detested something? Yeah. You just, just oh, with high dislike and just, oh, I can't stand it. It's an abomination. It's one of the abominations. God says, I detest that. So when you see it on television and on YouTube where your kids are, you know, they don't have, you say, well, praise God, we don't have it at our local library. Well, all they can do is go look on YouTube. They can go look it up on YouTube and see what's being read around the country at any library. I mean, come on now. Internet is awesome. It can be a great tool. It also can be a horrible tool if not managed correctly. You've got to know what to do with it. What does the Bible say about homosexuality and lesbianism? Leviticus 20, verse 13. Now, I, this is not opinion. I'm telling you, this is what the Bible says. And if you believe the Bible, there's nothing else for you to go by as a Christian. This is it. There's not a maybe. This is not. Look, I love this about this. God is not gray when it comes to this. There's some things you think, well, I, I, you know, you could lean this way. No, no, it's not really gray. If you'll get with God, he'll show you. But some people think there's gray areas in the Bible. This is one of those you don't even have to think about whether it's gray or not. What I just read to you about transgenderism. And watch this. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13. If a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman... Both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. You know what's wrong with our society? Not that we should be killing them by any stretch of the imagination, but there was a harsh penalty for this kind of sin. But yet under this big banner of our media and government and, and, and churches, hello. There's churches that's right off in the middle of this, welcome them right on in, ordaining them as pastors and stuff like that. If you got family members in that, you tell them, get out of that church, run, run hard, and, and get away. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Do not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? It's a question. Don't you know this? And he's fixing to tell you, if you don't know what the qualifications are that you're going to miss heaven, that you want to inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkenness, nor revilers, nor extortions will inherit the kingdom of God. It's really simple. You cannot tell me that you can be a gay Christian because 
Christians go to heaven. And the Bible says that if you're gay and you're a lesbian, you can't go to heaven. Woo! It's simple. If you're practicing, and I'm not talking about someone who's gotten saved and they're coming out of that. That's not what I'm talking about. Y'all know me by now. I'm talking about someone that says, I'm a Christian and I'm continuing to do that on a willful thought process. I do it daily or weekly or whatever. I'm in that lifestyle and I'm going to stay here, but I'm a Christian. No, you're not. You can call yourself whatever you want to do. You can sleep in the garage and call yourself a car, but you're, still a, you're not going to be a car. Romans 1, 24 through 27. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Verse 25, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie. There it is. That's summed up in those few words. They exchanged something, this, this lifestyle, this truth of God for a lie. That's what the Bible says. And this is what they ended up being like. And worship and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever, amen. For this reason, God gave them, gave them devout passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Do I need to tell you what that is? It's a lesbian. Homosexuality is what it is. Likewise, also men leaving the natural use of a woman. The natural use of a woman. Burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. There's a penalty coming for this lifestyle. And this lifestyle, we've got to love these people. But we cannot allow this lifestyle, this thought, this mentality to filter into the church house. When it comes into the church, we've got a problem. When it comes into the church, where are the pastors? When it comes into the church, where's the deacons? When it comes into the church, where are the blood-bought children of God saying, no, we're not going to accept it? It's time for the church to say, look, we can't do anything about what's in the world, but we can absolutely do, do something about what's in our church house. So I'm passionate about our kids. I love the kids because, again, I'm going to tell you, I've told you a million times, because we have a chance to change a generation for the glory of God. I don't want to be behind the eight ball kicking, uh, kicking the can down the road. I don't want to be when they come to us and we got to undo what the, what the mainstream media and the school is teaching them. I want them to work it hard trying to undo what we've already instilled in them. Come on. But you know what that takes? That takes effort from the church house. That takes effort from, from dads and, and moms and grandparents and people that don't even have kids in this church. That takes an effort. That takes some of your time to say, you know what? I'm going to give some of my time because I care. Because it's my responsibility as a Christian to come along beside some of these that do not maybe have fathers or mothers in their home. That's going to teach them the right way. They're not getting enough in our classrooms. It's not enough time. Well, they're getting the right stuff, just not enough stuff. So it's time to start befriending some of these kids. So what is the solution? So what is the solution to all of this chaos and, 
And how are we going to combat where the media is, is, is bombarding us and where the government is bombarding us and where, where private businesses, it's Kellogg's, are putting it in front of our children and Disney and, 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 and Facebook and all these other uh, companies, private companies. How do we come out? They're so big. How do we stop this? Same way you eat an elephant. One bite, chew that up, and another bite. See, in the church house, we've been so, so caught up with, we want to see the big thing happen now. See, see, my mentality is a little different. I'm not really enamored with the big wow right now. Oh, if it happens, that's great. We'll embrace it. We'll move on. And as Bobby says, we'll, we'll enjoy that moment. But we will just look for the next one. But don't look to it too soon. But let's enjoy where we're at. But here's my mentality in ministry. Long after I'm gone. Long after you don't want me here. Long after I'm dead and gone, should the Lord tarry. Long after that, I want us to have raised some kids through this church down here that in the southeast Arkansas, a little church that nobody really knows about, but that, that we raise up some kids and then they raise up some kids and then they raise up some kids. And then, so long after we're gone, guess what? The legacy of preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ is still strong. I, I, can't, I, I can't go to, uh, I can't do anything about California. Can't do anything about that. That's over there. I can't do anything about uh, uh, Alabama. What I, I can't even do anything uh, about Arkansas, really, except right here. So let's, let's take care of what God's in, uh, given to us, that God's put under our care, under our instruction. Let's start right here. Because, you know, if you don't start right here, don't worry about over there. Because the Bible teaches us that you first got to be faithful over the little before you can be a ruler over much. So it's going to start right here. And when we get this down, then he'll expand some territory, if that's what you're into. He'll expand a little bit, and you'll expand a little bit. But it's going to start right here. If you're going to be faithful in the church house, it's going to start at your house. The Bible teaches in 1 Timothy 3 that if a man can't take care of his own house, how is he going to take care of the house of God? Well, let me just give you a newsflash. You won't. You can't. It's impossible. You say, oh, pastor, I, I don't know about that. Well, you argue with God. That's what the Word of God says. That first, I've got to take care of my house. And when I get my house in order, guess what? Then I'll be available to be used at his house. Come on, this is good stuff. It stings a little bit because it's called truth. This is good stuff. Y'all know as parents, I love you, and I, I, you, it feels like I beat you up all the time. I don't mean to. It's just I care about you. I care about your kids, and I want you. I want you to, to instill in your kids. I never want to have a conversation in my office in a few years about your kids. Oh, they, they don't believe in God. They come home and told me this an atheist, agnostic, atheist. Uh, they, 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 they want to change their gender. and they're, they're 13. I do not want to have that conversation with you. Because then we, so to speak, we're, we're, we're backed against the wall. It'd be one thing if I never taught you about it. 
wasn't over 10 years, going on 11. It's been my message. We got a lot of kids here. Do you know why I believe we got kids here? Because God knows we're going to try to do our best to take care of those kids. We're, we, we've been faithful at our house, and we're going to take care of this house. And God brings them here. We're in, a, we're in an economy that's going down. We're in a demographic that's uh, not a demographic, but a population that is, that is fading. Someone once told me, said, Pastor, you know they said by 2030 that uh, the, 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 that Lake Village, the, the, the county would be 6,500 people. There's not but about 11 now. They said about 6,500 people. Does that bother you? I was talking to some other, other pastors. They asked me because they were in bigger cities. It bothered me a bit. They said, you're not scared? I mean, I mean, you, you know, your congregation's a decent congregation, but I mean... But you got 11,000 to draw from it. And now it's going to be 6,500. Does that bother you? I said, said, why not? I said, you're looking at it all wrong. See, I don't look at it the way you look at it. I'll take 10% of 6,500. That's 650 people. We don't even have 10%. If we had 10% of 11,000. We're bigger than most churches. We're already bigger than most churches. Average church size in America is 84. See, see, the problem is that out of 6,500, there's still lost people that we're not reaching. They're still, out of that 6,500, they're still having kids. Our job is not finished because, oh, we don't have as much of the pool to pull from. No, it's there. Let's go get them. Let's go reach them. Can we get a sign-up sheet today to go reach them? graduate in 2032 and I'll be glad to sign up with you. Sounds funny. Though. It's crazy. But it's true. Now is the time. So what's the answer? So what's the solution? i got two words. Jesus Christ. He's the answer. He's the solution. It's all wrapped up in Him. Nothing else. Not in a program. Not in a plan. Not in hope. It's, it's in Him. It's wrapped up in Jesus Christ. For, uh, 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If you're bound up by whatever addiction, whatever problem, whatever lifestyle, sexually you're in, whatever, if you're confused about gender, you're in bondage. Because if you're dealing with that, guess what? That tells me that the Lord is not Lord. Come on that there's some kind of restrictions, there's some kind of clamping down in your life. There's captivity. And the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. You know what that means? We need to allow the Spirit of the Lord to reign in our lives and in our homes and in our church. So how do we do that? start with this way. Are you ready? You start by living the life yourself. You start by living the Christian life yourself. We got so many people who want to come in and, and play around with God. I got, I'm working on a message. I mean, I told you. It's called the convenient God. Ooh. Also getting another message too. I'm going to tell you about it right now. 
battling? Is it conviction or is it condemnation or is it conviction? See, we got to get it right with God in our house, in our heart. We got to get it right with God. That's what I'm saved. Oh, I'm not talking about really salvation. I'm talking about getting right with God. I'm talking about get right with God. Follow God. What resources, what talents, what energies do you have that you're not? Maybe you are a Christian. You're doing great. But what about those things that God's entrusted you that you're not, you're not even throwing close to the church house with your talents and abilities and anointings? What about that? One day you'll have grandchildren. If you don't have them yet, you're going to have grandchildren. You're going to come say, Pastor, what if we can have some hard grandkids? Same stuff we've had for the last 20 years. Did we have that? Uh Uh-huh. Come on, let's get right. Let's serve God with everything. Remember two weeks ago, I preached a message. Are you an imitator of Christ or are you a knockoff? Cheap imitation. because they want to turn that terminology around. There's only two sexes, male and female. It's all God created. You can think you want to do something else in a sexual way, but there's only two genders. That's it. If God created you a male and you have all the surgeries in the world and you become a female, air quotes, female, God, do you think he's going to address you with your female pronoun? You no, know, and this is why. He's going to say, Adam, Steve, Bill, whatever. I made you in the image of me. I did not make a mistake when I made you. When I formed you in your mother's womb, as a matter of fact, I knew you before I ever formed you. You was ever formed in your mother's womb. I knew you, and I knew you were going to be Adam build or whatever and 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 when you hear I didn't make a mistake God don't God doesn't make mistakes hear me out God does not make mistakes with your children with with the way you think they ought to be or not he doesn't make mistakes if he made them a little boy or a little girl that's what they're supposed to be period So you're going to be faced with this. If you haven't already, you're going to be faced with this deal of identity. It's coming, and it's coming on a freight train that is wide open. And it's coming at you, and it's coming at your house. It's coming. It's a locomotive coming right to your door. What are you going to do? How are you going to combat this? Get in God's Word right now. Get in God's Word and start getting the answers that you need. I have an hour to teach you, 45 minutes most time, to teach you something about this. This isn't enough for you. This is not enough to, to, to sway a child that has been indoctrinated for eight hours a day in a public school system or their friends on the Internet that you allow them to do that for 10, 12 hours a day during the summer when they're doing nothing else. Come on now. You got enough of these 
farmers in this room right here. We ought to be getting all these boys gathered up and get some free labor. Put them to work. Come on. All these girls out there. Come on, they work too. John 16, 13, and I close. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. Let's get serious about God. And say, I want the Spirit of truth to guide me when I'm raising my kids. I want the Spirit of truth to guide me when I'm, when I'm picking a school for my kids to go through. I want the Spirit of God to, to guide me. Do I need to homeschool my kids? I want the Spirit of God to guide me when, when, I, when I buy certain things and bring it home. I want the Spirit of God to, to guide me when, when I allow them to get iPads and iPhones. Lord, I need you to help me. So I know how to guide my kids when it comes to this wonderful but horrific tool. Amen? I got some good kids that have things on our on their uh, iPad. Nothing wrong with these things. Lexi's got the little iPad. It's great. She can only go so many directions. Praise God, I've got the authority in my house because my, my children give it to me. said they give it to me, but I took it. said, I get... I get to decide what happens in my house, but guess what? Because I raised them. It's the same thing at their house that it is at my house. You know what that is? We ain't perfect, but everything's based on the Word of God. If it's good for me, it ought to be good for them. If it's good for them, it ought to be good for me. Ooh. I'm just throw you a side note, and I'll close. I really do this time. If you're going and watching movies, you say, well, this is an adult movie. You have to leave your kids somewhere else. You probably ought not be watching it either. If it's got too much cussing in it for your kids, it's got too much cussing in it for you. If it's got too much nudity in it for your kids, it's got too much nudity in it for you. Come on now. Hallelujah. You know I love you, don't you? I ain't trying to tell you how to raise your kids. I'm just trying to tell you how to raise your kids. Biblically. <laughs>